<laughs> Welcome to Burning Hello, we have an interesting episode today. I am here with, some would say my arch nemesis, Christopher Olsen. You got the name right, at least. Yeah. So I think we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Great. People okay. are like, Hannah, why would you have Chris on the pod? I've been asking myself that all week. No, so many people ask me how much I got paid to be here today. You know, I'm, I've been doing well. A lot. I have been doing <laughs> <laughs> a lot. It, we just the, the number kept going up because I kept saying no. And it's crazy because when I first met you was on my Express campaign. Right, right, right. It was, it was yours that I was starring in. Yeah, it's, starring is a strong word because <laughs> the, the team was like, "Can this um, strange-looking man kind of breathe on your neck behind you during right. the campaign?" And I was like. Whatever makes him happy, because I support, I do charity work a lot. Right, right. Mm. You're a philanthropist. Yeah. And they asked me to actually like bring you into relevance for the first time in your life. And mm. I thought I could try, mm -hmm. but it's really tough when, you know, looks are not your strong suit. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny because when you first walked in, you were like a little shy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I don't, but not like, I was not weird shy. Just Paige and but I that's how knew I each out. other. Yeah. And then our first interaction was hatred. Hatred. Just like pure hatred. I, one of the first lines I said to you was like, you'll never work in this town again. Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. And I remember thinking like, I w will not die until I ruin him. Right. Right. And you still haven't. So that's why she's living here today. I'm about the long haul, you know, uh -huh. I revenge is a dish served cold, kind of like your career. And <laughs> I don't know. It's been it's been crazy to meet you. Yeah. But it is funny. I've never had a relationship where I've never been nice to the person ever. And we've right. continued talking so consistently. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, it does seem like a little bit of an obsession on your point. Mm. What have you done since the last time I've seen you? Because I haven't seen you anywhere. I mean, the Express campaign has just been so busy for <laughs> right. me. It, that one campaign. Yeah. They keep bringing it up again. <laughs> I, you know, they were in Times Square. It's crazy because the editor made a little mistake where... Forgot to put you on the billboard. <laughs> watch it and I was like oh look that's crazy because I think I'm there for a millisecond. And Paige is on it right? Paige has like a full like going in the yeah. car leaving the car looking at the screen relaxing. They had me do a scene where I like was being funny where right. I like pulled the suitcases out and the suitcases fell and I was all silly so honestly the creative direction at the end must have just gone in a different way which honestly I'm I can be too much for people but that's what they say when you're you know pushing the limits of art. Right, right. Well, I can't wait to see you succeed um, in, you know, however long that takes. Yeah. But you know what I appreciate about you? You mm -hmm. keep trying. Failure after failure. Thank and you. they've all been failures. You keep trying. Yes, so I will not sleep until um, your TikTok gets taken down because the world has had enough. You've been reporting it. So that's been you. <laughs> so that's been you. I have alarm set. <laughs> like 3 a.m. You're like, You're is like, that your birth control? And I'm like, yeah, totally. <laughs> Just reports it like every hour on the hour. I have been getting messages, though. We know there's been some confusion of if Megan Trainer has kidnapped you or not. If she has, are you being fed? I mean, we can tell you've been being more than fed. Um, right. Have you been able to talk to your family? Do you feel healthy? Are yeah. you okay? Yeah. 
You can blink if. That was a that was a little ASMR moment. <laughs> um, um, no, I'm being fed so well, and she's eating, and we ate. Um, no, I, uh, yeah, she's she has kidnapped me, but it's consensual. Okay. And what's that? What's that syndrome um, where you fall in love with your captor? <laughs> yeah. That's what I have. Like Beauty right and now. the Beast. Yeah. No, I'm so in love but with her. But you're the Beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> Right, right, with all my body hair, which I'm, I've started some laser hair removal. So fun. Is fun the word? Yeah. <laughs> I do have to say, as an Italian girl, I use more lasers than a Star Wars trilogy. And Period. It's so much better than waxing, sugaring, right. anything else I've gotten. Yeah. You need to laser. You need, so, and... Do people know that that's why we're talking today? So we're talking, you need to laser. We Swipe all up for here. 20% <laughs> off. Laser. Okay. No, but so have you gone through your entire process of like, have you, I mean, I assume you went head to toe. That's a wig. So- <laughs> I hate this man, I hate him. but I am going to love hating him for the rest of my life. Right, right. Um, I just, I don't know if it's a New Yorker in me, but when I spit something so treacherous and horrible to someone and they spit it back even more painful. You get turned on. I'm in love. I'm You're wet, wet. Soaking. You're so horny. Soaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like we like kind of were dating. No, we dated. The- Your husband knows that though, right? Oh my God. Yeah, he knows. Yeah. I think he's jealous though because he could... Chemistry is chemistry. It is. Would you ever have sex with me? So, no. But here's why, right? (laughs) Um, (laughs) I just feel like if I ever, like, I I, I would, I would have sex with a woman at some point. But we aren't allowed to talk. You can't say a word to me beforehand, a word dur- during or after. I'm chatty. Right. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine that during, right? We would just be having a whole conversation. I go, is it in? That's crazy. It- <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> right. Because you have a gaping vagina. Um, so <laughs> the I just, I, I feel like once I've like gotten to know a, a, a girl or like, like when I when we literally speak, I'm just like I can't like. Wait, I can't you're like touch once I get now. to know you, I just cannot be more disgusted by you. No, I'm just like you're you're too like we're too close. Like yeah. I I need it to like. I'm pretty mask though. Yeah, I you feel like are hung. I'm a someone called me a verse otter before. Because you're you're so hairy. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah, because I haven't finished my lasers. I, I keep right. giving Wait, it up. So how how so you do sessions and then you just well, as up? you know, I'm just like very busy in my career. Yeah, right. So I will. I did like two months. Well, because you had that express, express thing campaign. And then, the like right. afterward effects, as you know, that's yeah. like exhausting. Right. I got an email about it. It was crazy. And <laughs> right. So I have to like restart it, but I do have to warn you. I got my butthole lasered, which is like actually the most fun part. I loved it. But you know the space between your butthole and your balls? Taint. The taint or the perineum? Right. She hit that spot for me. My, 
the generational trauma, like, just, like, can't, like, I, it was bleeding. Like, there's a no spot. That, there's a spot of, like, nerves that oh, she hit. Well, I know that. Yeah. I thought. I thought I was done for. Right, right. And I like, just was like a laser shot back out. Literally. Yeah, like, just, like, <laughs> so, like a hole opened oh. up. Yeah, just like fully. There was like a bright white light shooting out of your, what'd you call it? The time travel. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> it was like men in black. I was like, where am I? Oh, What's happening? Oh my God. But I, the whole time was bragging about my pain tolerance. So I had to bite my lip. Right, because you were like, this is going to be, I don't, I don't And complain. I was like, this is, that's mental. Like, you're fine. It was just whatever. Then I went to the bathroom and I wiped and it was bloody. <laughs> no. And so you haven't done it since. But I'm, I'm going to, I just have to find the way to get the balls to be like, watch out for my taint. <laughs> yeah. So you only did one session? I did two. I also did a Groupon like five years ago that was like, I think she paid me and that was pretty sketchy right yeah right. i don't i don't she used like a pencil i would really go for laser hair removal with my groupon it was I like trendy that's... five years ago you were a kid right. um wasn't born yeah. actually yeah that's, that actually reminds me it's like have you ever gotten a massage that's way too hard but you have too much pride to say anything do you ever get manicures when it's just not it yeah, so, and, I mean, not too often, mm. but like, when is the wait? You're talking about when it's not it when they're literally like the color, the color. Oh, so no, 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 no. I know that the Gen Z boys love painting they love their nails. Painting their nails. Why haven't you ventured? I into just that? haven't. I I feel like I would be chipping it off every two seconds. Mm -hmm. Like I, because you're so busy I'm woodworking. So, I'm so busy. I'm so stressed. I'm so uh, successful. Yeah. Right. That just they like would, it, I, you're flying so much, you would just fly out. <laughs> Like, I, I, I don't know if you can really, like, bring so much nail polish onto the planes every time. Yeah, private jet can only fit so no, many. No, it can really only fit so much, and it's already full of my other accomplishments. Yeah. So I, uh, no, I've never, I haven't really painted my nails. But, yeah, a lot of Gen Z boys are really into it. Mm. It's become such a thing. Fascinating. Um, are you talking about when they paint it wrong or when you just choose the wrong color? It's a little bit of both. Right. I have, like, I get in my head, and I, like, panic order like you know when you're at a restaurant and you right. just pick the worst possible thing to eat because no. you panicked yeah yeah wait was it you did you get a really bad manicure recently the poop one yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. wasn't it trying like it was ombre but it wasn't <laughs> i tried to do like a macchiato moment right where it was like brown and then like foam on the top and you thought this was gonna be like a groundbreaking i thought it was gonna blow up the internet it just looked like i blew up my butthole and um, which you do often i do i do <laughs> yeah. honey i do honey i do um, honey, yeah. right i do right so i like i couldn't i don't she this bitch i don't know what happened i actually don't want to talk about it and it's rude that you brought it up right you don't want to talk speaking about of it. macchiatos yep you've become known for Wait, what are you known for? Right, no, right, okay. right. No, it's okay. It's okay. You're <laughs> no. old and your memory is slow. <laughs> You're yeah. not. It's crazy. Your team was trying to they were trying convince to me that you did so. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> sure. So coffee. So coffee. You bring coffee to people. I bring coffee to people. Yeah, usually famous people. So that's why it's never been to you. Um, but I bring it to people across the world. Sometimes um, I kind of like I it became a bit that I was doing back in the day. I would like bring coffee to my dad yeah. or I'd be like, I'm getting coffee. And then I would show up across the country or like in Italy. And then I was like, <laughs> it, it slowly somehow developed into bringing it to famous people. Yeah. I think I brought it to Megan Trainer. She yes. was like the first famous person. And then 
from there it became a little bit of a bit to like bring it to other famous people. I do have to say, not to compliment you, but you've done a good job of getting famous for some reason and then staying like to yourself, but like elevating in a way that's like comfortable for your viewers. I'm oh, wait, I blacked out. What just happened? Right <laughs> <laughs> I blacked Holy out. Anything shit. I just said Did you guys run that back five times so I can continuously get you horny? You know like people like someone and they get famous and then they like actually no, become 100%. shitty people? 100%. And then they're like, they're like, oh, they're not around anymore. But I feel like sometimes people, when they get famous, they hate who they are. So then they just become a famous person and they do right. what you you're in LA you know what that's like. I am in LA I think a lot of people though like they have the goal that they're just like I want to be famous and I'm going to like be quirky and relatable until I get there but on the inside they're the kind of person who's like I don't want to be anything like any of you actually but yeah. I'm gonna like share until I get to this level and then it's like okay bye like time to be me and I that wasn't my goal and people I, are smart they can smell that inauthenticity right right and my goal was never like I'm going to just work until I get to this level and then none of you are going to touch me you're like my goal is to be on Hannah's podcast Hannah's podcast and now I'm here and you, you will never see me again after this <laughs> like I'm going to hide away but I I think I was I was always just like I'm just gonna like hopefully people I, like I am chaos and I frequently think I like don't I just always am like I don't deserve to be in any of these spots so I'm not like now that I'm here like you see me I'm just like what am I doing in any of these places it is weird like when I'll s I see some people at these like big golden globes events or whatever and you're like oh like good for them but low-key you're kind of like so annoying right but then I see you on it and I'm like vomit no I'm just kidding I'm like Her. I feel like it could be anyone well because it, it should like i like the years like from zero uh, years zero to 19 for me like i was the big i i was like a, a trash bag on the floor in new york like i was being kicked around in the wind i was horrible like life was crazy and so just to think that like that was me and now this is like the same version of me then yeah i'm like if, if I could have done it from like the depths of the earth, like please everyone, that's what I want people to feel like also watching my content is that like, you're, you are coming with me to these things. Like yeah. come watch, like Yeah, come like I, when you're there, you really don't give off this like, I knew I was better than you guys and finally the industry found me. You're, no. You really are <laughs> just like, I'm Chris and you're gonna experience this through the same lens please. you've always experienced it. Like when I did the glam bot for the first time, you know the glam bot? I mean, they've been asking me nonstop and I, right. I've they're been like, busy. and you're just like, I can't, I can't with yeah. express. Yeah. Ex like express. express and like I'm busy. Yeah. They had a technical difficulty. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. No, but like I was, I was just so unbelievably shook that I was even doing that. And what's funny is when all the stars like come up to the carpet, like they just go immediately. Their publicist like ushers them into the glam bot. First time I did it, which was at the Oscars, I had to wait in line for like, a very long time because people cut right because like if you're a famous person you just go you're not like i'm gonna wait in line like i waited in line the guy cole who's amazing uh -huh. had no idea who i was you get one take when you're <gasps> a star you get to like check it out you get to go look at the thing and be like i'm doing it again as a regular little human you get one take so i was like i guess i'll just like I guess I'll just like tuck my non-existent hair behind my ear. You do Mariah Carey and just have an like, la, 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 la. That's what I'm going to do next time for sure. <laughs> but I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to do this. And then it was like this really sick moment. Cause I was like, I just waited in line and I got to do this and like 
everyone look. And then the second time I did it, he remembered me. And there was actually no line that time, but he was just like, come on, like, what are you going to do this time? And I was like, oh, now I feel like a little more comfortable in this spot uh-huh. while still not being like, okay, glam bot. Yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. Like it's, I don't feel like if I ever, I, I think also like you and my friends, they remind, they humble me often. So if I'm ever like even giving a little twinge of being like, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, uh, they're like, and you like shit yourself this morning. Like you're disgusting. What the fuck are you talking no, about? And I'm like, I right. My friend, like before a pot, I was like, can you give me a chai latte? She Hell kicked me in the shin. As she should. And it is important to people around you. Thank you for recognizing that a lot of your career has been because of me. Right. And how I treat you. Yeah, no, 100%. It's nice for you to just recognize the people who have held you up. Yeah, in the uh, 20 minutes that I've known you, yeah. it's, I really feel changed. I mean, it's quality, not quantity. Right. What people don't know is that like you're actually cool. You know, you're fun. Oh, my God. We don't want to cry. Blacked out. <laughs> no idea what I just said there. No, but like, so, you're fun. I do have to say that I know you talk about your sobriety and it sure makes do. me respect you more. <laughs> you know, this interview made me relax. <laughs> I'm literally fucked up having to talk to you right now. Um, <laughs> but like for you to be so young and go through something that you had to choose yourself. No one can make you sober. Yeah, no. Is pretty fucking mature. It was, it's pretty insane. Like I've never had a legal drink in the country. Like I got sober when I was 19. So the only time I was ever drinking was like chaos. And I don't think I've ever, cause even when I went to London, I was 17 and I was getting drunk there all the time. So no matter what where I've been, in London? I did a summer program um, for theater. And I, I drank every night that I was there. But that's just like their lifestyle. There. That is their lifestyle, but not to the level. I guess I was I feel like, like getting for drunk Americans, at. it's alcoholics. For them, it's just they're the like, morning. yeah, it's like, right. It's like this is my morning <laughs> egg and uh, shot yeah. of gin. Um, yeah. So no, I I've never I've never like drunk normally. Like I was never one of those people who was like, yeah, I just like go to the bar and like order one too many cocktails. Like yeah. I was always like hammering like a fifth of vodka in my dorm room and then like going to a pregame or like going to someone's like shitty apartment party. What kind of drunk were you? It, I, I went, I, I evolved. So starting <laughs> out, I was probably like, I was kind of fun and like, oh, he's crazy. And then I became a crying drunk and I would cry every <laughs> single time. Every single time I got out? drunk. Yeah, no, I came out at the end of eighth grade. I was I thought like, you like came out out of the home. <laughs> I came out immediately. Though my family were, did always, did say that like, we always knew. And I was like, sure. <laughs> my mom did find a, uh, one time I was flying home from boarding school and we had to ship one of my suitcases home. Cause I think we, I think it was for summer. So I had to pack up everything. We just ship one of the suitcases home and I put my douche in one of the suitcases and she brought it to FedEx. And I think they were like, okay, do we need to insure it? And she was like, I don't know. They were like, just check out what's in there. Um, and then we'll see if we need to add insurance. And I didn't try to hide that. Like she zipped it open and it was like perched on the top. Is it that known that the gays are douching their buttholes? Yeah, I think almost, I think everyone is. I think most, well, okay, you know what? Let me reel that in. If you're not, I'm not here to shame you. Um, I am, I am often. Um, I am always, usually, 
if I'm going to bottom, which is always. Um, <laughs> so, so I think it's I think it's pretty known. But anyway, she opened that. She sees it. If I might be crazy and bottom one night. <laughs> which is always. Um, if she saw it and then we went home and she was driving me somewhere and it was a big move of my mom to always bring things up in the car because there's no escape. You're locked. No escape. Yeah. Like my parents would do that on road trips too <gasps> with me and my sister. It was hell. Uh -huh. Anyway, she brings it up. She's like, um, so I had to open your suitcase and I just, I just... I just don't want you to be a bottom. <laughs> no, she did not. That no, is she did not. Hundred no, percent. She did Hand not. Hand to the Bible. She goes, Christopher. It's okay. Like I, you know, I will love you no matter what. But being a bottom is very dangerous. <laughs> no, she I'm did not. really nervous about oh. the things you because she oh. she was a little un uneducated. She's learned more now to her credit. She thought like if you were bottom, that's the only way you're gonna catch anything. Yeah. As like a gay. So she was like, You can top you're all like, you no, want. I can but get herpes don't. in my mouth. I was like, Mom, I was like, No, you can actually get anything anytime, Mom. Like I Wait, like, but that's so cute of her to be like, Okay, this is his lifestyle. How can I still worry about him in the best yeah, possible way? Like, like a mom. Please don't be and then she she was also like, you know, there are men out there who when they get older, they have to wear diapers. They're Whole How does she cannot, know this? I don't know. <laughs> I, no, my thought is like she probably like saw it and did some Googling. She, she Googled. She was like. And like WebMD was like, your son is going to die. <laughs> your son is going. His, his <laughs> anal cavity will prolapse out of his body. He is getting fisted and that's why he has a douche. And I was literally like, I was like, mom, I actually, I can't talk. I cannot speak with you about this right now. I'm, I can't, I can't speak with you about this. Um. I don't know how we, I don't know how we got here. Uh, but yes, my, my, my mom found the douche and then that's what, that, that was like one of our main, oh, coming out. Yeah. So I came out really early and, um, but then you were drinking and crying. Then I was drinking and crying and, uh, it just became, it was like my family went on vacation, uh, summer before my sophomore year of college. And I think that kind of solidified my mom had been sober for about four years at that point. Oh, good for So her. yeah, it runs in the family. Like on my dad's side, my aunt and uncle, both of his siblings were alcoholics. My grandma, his dad, like all on that side. And then my mom on my side. So like it was, I'm shocked that my sister isn't an alcoholic. So were you aware of it growing up that alcoholism could be something you struggle with? Not like really growing up because you my blackout? mom didn't really, because <laughs> I was blacked out. No, no, no. My mom like. She drank a glass of wine every night, but I don't think it was really an issue until her dad died mm. um, when I was like thir 12 or 13. Like I was young for sure because, oh no, it's got to be before that. 12 or 13 was when she got sober. So when I was pretty young, remember my mom's dad died and I think it just really ramped up from there. But then she maintains that she kind of had had a drinking problem throughout like most of my life. Mm. And so... uh and it looks differently in different 100%. people. 100%. Like, she wasn't, like, what I was doing. Like, she wasn't getting blacked out. She was just drinking, like... She wasn't fucking guys in London. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't. She was being fisted by guys in London. No, unfortunately. Not that I know of. Not, not that, I, that I know, you know of. Like, I'm not going to project I'm not going to rule it out, Maria. Anyway, <laughs> she was... No, but she was, like, just having, like, a lot of wine every night. Yes. Like, I think... And, like, was going crazy with her girlfriends on the weekends and stuff you like that. You make hilarious videos with her, by the way. That's my grandma. <laughs> 
that. Well, my mom has been in one or two videos, but I know, like, when I come home to an Asian American yes. household, that's my Lola. <laughs> yeah. That's my mom's mom. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, and you know what? That makes sense because Asians look amazing for their age. Look amazing. Your grandma could be 20. Right, right. She's she's 81 now. I mean her skincare routine must be fantastic. Insane. She she's not a she's not a drinker. I don't think she's like ever had a sip in her life. Not to make this about me. You want to though. I, I, I've been okay. kind of waiting the last 10 minutes. Yeah, it's been I can irking tell. me. I can tell. But um my husband heard of him? Do you have one? That's crazy. Um so my husband <laughs> 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 You'll find one eventually. Oh, Just be yourself. Wow. Um He's been sober since he's 19. Oh my God. And he's 47 now. He's geriatric. But is he actually 47? He's 47. How old are you again? 23. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> no, I'm 31. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Wow. But I know I look so young. Yeah. But right. He, he was kind of like you, where he was in college overseas in yeah. Ireland, just drinking, 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 drinking. Is he Irish? He's Irish, but like from New York. Oh, okay. But his, he had some family there. He was in boarding school, drunk, 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 drunk. And he realized like, it's in his family. I can't do this. Right. And at 19, it was so mature of him. Never had a drink since. And right after that, his comedy career immediately started Blew to up. grow. Yeah. And then he like became one of the biggest comics in Ireland. That's insane. And then I captured him and connected him, forced him to yeah. be in America with That's me. That's the so only way anyone would kind of stay. Yeah, it's you. a real like I had to do a couple of tricks, some illegal things. Right, and right, right. There's probably been a little correlation between your career and sobriety. 100%. None of this would be happening if I wasn't sober. But also what's wild about him, he just made that decision on his own. He did. That is, that's powerful. So I had an intervention, like whole, like I woke up hungover well, you wanted one the day. drama. I wanted the drama. <laughs> oh, I was living for you it. You were I like, can't I'm believe, waiting. I can't believe no one filmed. <laughs> I can't believe no one. I was like, get your angles up right now. But no, I woke up. On like a Wednesday and my roommate was like, your dad's here. And I was like, what? And then I stumbled into the kitchen, dad, mom, aunt, uncle. Where was this? Two friends in college, in my college apartment. Because I was a sophomore. So you live in the but dorms freshman year. I feel like most year. people in college are blacking out so much. Like I went to Wisconsin. and 100%. Like, to just deal with the cold, you had to have yeah. a liquid layer. Yeah. But like, I think I, it was just like after that summer where I went on vacation with my family and I was drunk like every night, I think they were just mm. like, this is like not something that's just about college. Like this isn't like, like I was getting drunk, like no one else was drinking. Mm -hmm. I was just like, anyway, like time to go wild yeah like I was I was just I couldn't I could not go to sleep sober at certain <gasps> points like yeah. I just needed something and I think they because my mom had just been through it they were like we recognize this you so know easily so annoying why can't we be hilarious and not mentally ill I don't there's like the correlation is way too strong if you're if you're completely mentally sound there is no you chance that you're no funny personality there's no personality because I'm talking to my therapist not to make it about me and she's like I'm like I'm I might have ADHD, I might have all these things, and she's talking about you could go on something, and I'm like, no, 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 but I need to be like super chaotic on stage. Right. And yeah. silly and goofy and free and yeah. loose. Yeah. And it's like you kind of have to take your right. mind with it. I mean, once you got sober and you had to deal with the reality, your emotions, your brain, what were you dealing with? The first year after getting sober, I feel like I was on autopilot. Nothing exciting happened in my life. I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, I got really fit. I was like, I'm going to go to the gym, go to class and go to sleep. I was like, I'm not doing anything. I like, 
didn't really hang out with my friends outside of class. Like, cause well, I was it's like, hard. You can't hang out with the same people when you're not right. Drinking. And what am I going to do? Like everyone was just going to like go to a party. I'm like, I guess I'll just, I'm just going to like sit at home. I had like my few friends who would like come watch something with me, but I was really like, I, I wasn't doing, I was working at the Equinox kids club. I was taking care of children. You were making them do burpees. Yeah. I was get down, Stephanie. <laughs> get Charlotte. Bobby, swear to fucking God. Bobby, no, it's not we practice. I, I like, I, I lied and said I was good with kids because I wanted a job <laughs> at Equinox. And so I was like, I love, I love working with kids. I'm so, I've done it so many times. And then I was just like, okay. And they would like drop their kids off. And I was like, here's an iPad. <laughs> I can say that. I like, I will say that with confidence now. Like, I'm so sorry. I I did like end up getting close to some of the kids, like this little girl, Charlotte shit on the floor once. And ever since then we were pretty bonded um, because she was also learning. The trauma bond with Charlotte. Trauma bond, like the entire little kids club area. Did you have favorites horrifying. though? Like you of were, course. like you would talk shit with Charlotte about like. Charlotte was a fave. Yeah. Um, this girl, Ryan was a fave. Oh, cool um, name. She was really young. Like I, she couldn't speak. <laughs> she- <laughs> But I was like, I was like, like, you could tell her energy was good. I fuck with you. Like (laughs) Ryan was, there was, oh, there was a girl. Oh, what was her name? I can't remember her name, but she was sick. She told me to kill myself. I did not love her. Every time she was like, if I was in your, she was like, if I were you, I would kill myself. I was like, how do you know what you're talking about? You are six. Philippa, that was her name. And honestly, we're enemies. Like, I feel like she grew up to be you. She was she was really tough to do. She was like that kindergarten, first grade age, mm-hmm. which is like just a, t- you know, that's a tough They age. know like a little too much. Yeah. Like they know, <laughs> they know how to like make another person upset. Uh, they will find your deepest insecurity. And they'll just say it to you. She was like, she was like, yeah, she yeah, goes, yeah. Someone skipped leg day. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think I remember she was like, do you have a girlfriend? And I was like, no, like I date boys. She was like, that's disgusting. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, is this a teaching moment? And I, I don't think I responded. I was just like, okay. Cause I was like, I'm done with you. I am done with trying to talk to you. She goes, are you bottoming? <laughs> yeah, she was like, you're, and she was like, I knew it. And you're fucking bottom. I bet you take it. You're going to wear diapers when you're older with that loose, loose hole. Can I ask a gay question? Yeah. There's a joke that the people who bottom are like, I'm a bottom. Right. And then the people who say their verse are bottoms. And right. the people who say their tops are bottoms. So how do you find a top? I there, there it's who's ever more top in the relationship. It's one who's, who's ever more top. But also there are definitely people who are like, t- I top. Like there are people mm-hmm. who are like, I do not. Are they not. in the closet? Yeah. And and those are the ones who say they're straight. Yeah. No, but there's, I think there's a lot of people, there's, there's a lot of people who I've heard that there's a big progression of like when you're young, you bottom. And then when you grow older, you're like, and now I want to top or something oh. like that. And so maybe that's going to be like, my progression. Like a larva into a butterfly. Yeah. But there's a lot of, right. You just like <laughs> suddenly your dick grows bigger and you're ready to do it. No, but like, there's a lot of, um, I've I've met a lot of people who are like tops who are like I I can't bottom until I like really get to know someone because it feels very vulnerable and like mm. I guess I get it but I'm the other way I'm like enter me enter me right now I don't need to know a thing about you that's mm. a lie I'm not really that into cup culture but I will very much earlier on be like I'm ready to bottom and then topping is like I feel like I have to be an alter ego if I'm gonna mm, top like yeah. I have to be like you know like <laughs> you're gonna take it bitch it's funny how they make it like being top is like so straight while you're like 
fucking, fucking a, a guy. Dude. Like you're putting it in like a guy's ass. You're just gonna ass. turn into a dumb straight guy. Right, right. But like, no, there's I. Uh, you know what I? You know what I really enjoy? A soft top. It's someone oh. who's very like still feels very vulnerable and connected to you. They're not yeah. trying to like rail you and rip your hole open. They're just yeah. like I like I want to like connect. Like let me be inside. I've never you. experienced that, but if you find a guy, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you're like well, I, I, go, I. That's a thing. I, wait, they you, don't just and they ram don't blindfold you, and... <laughs> you. Like <laughs> they, you don't have to put a bag over your head every time. I told you I once asked my lesbian friend. I was like, Have you ever hooked up with a girl? I haven't, which is so disappointing. No, I, I have. Know. I have. I've. 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 I've uh, I said this on Megan's podcast. I tried eating a girl out once. I whisper it as if I'm not speaking into a microphone. I. Yeah. I tried it. I was. It, this was during my was drinking she phase. Than me? <laughs> uh, I'm like jealous different. Type. Different. She was different. She was blonde, so it was different. Okay, so you've bad taste. Continue. Right. So, so no. So it was my. I. I. This was during my drinking phase. I was like. I was kind of fucked up and I tried it and it wasn't like it was fine well this is the thing I think a woman's body is really beautiful like I can totally see myself hooking up with a girl but I've never emotionally like what you said like once you know someone you're like I don't I don't. Right, I've never right. like, been in a room and like gravitated towards a woman romantically. I immediately put them like, that's my friend. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to think about you. But you know who I am attracted to? Who? Me. Occasionally I'd be attracted to gay men. Like Joel Kim Booster, I kind of want to fuck. You know what I think it is though? I think it's like that is such comforting male energy. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yes. it's like I'm so not um, like... I'm I'm so not uh, and talk about like hard to get right like he literally he will does puke not if he thinks about you. you and I'm like I'm <laughs> right it's like so not aggressive energy you're yeah, like, like I'm not scared of you. you at all he doesn't want you near him doesn't want anything to do with you <laughs> no. that's what I think that's why and I'm attracted to humor right so like a funny guy yeah so not you but like right if no I you knew were that was funny. coming I knew that was coming you teed it up too well and I saw it behind your eyes but I do think that's why I initially like even gained a following because my following is like 85% women is like they're it's not because they're attracted to me but they're like that's like male energy that I'm not scared of that's yeah. not aggressive and that's not trying to take anything away from me yeah like that's like male energy that's like oh like cool but you're also i don't know if it's like your theater background but you are an entertainer where there's some people i feel like people just like 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 alex earl like she's a vibe right, right. we're like i feel like she's the kind of person that would be shy on stage or like 100 percent. i don't think but she like, wants to jump on stage yeah no we're, we're but like i feel like me and you it's just what what medium or platform do you want to say yeah like we'll i express. i need validation yeah but like like it can be in person or online but please cheer did you want to be an um an entrepreneur <laughs> was that a bad segue the way, you, the, the way you said that sounded like you were teeing up for like some takedown you were like do, did you want like you're the bat go, is rising i go you zone in did you want, did you want yeah, it's like i'm ready to like you have the knife um yeah i i am always i've always been interested in the business side of things mm -hmm. like but i think it revealed itself as I went on. Like, I wasn't sure. I was just like, I'm just going to create these videos and see what happens from yeah. here. But then you start doing it and you're like, wait, what else can I do while I'm here? Like, yeah. can I help other people with their TikToks? Can I help brands like blow up on TikTok? Yeah. Can I start like curating my own company from this and seeing what you're I can do? You're smart and hardworking. I, I, I do work my, I'm a, I'm a Capricorn. <gasps> yes. What are you? Leo. Virgo moon Scorpio rising. I'm 
Capricorn, Virgo rising, Libra moon. Love. Yeah. I think we're perfect. Right. I think we are. But the Virgo in us plus my Capricorn is it, like, you're going to work, 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 work. If you find a creative who can like stay focused, yeah. that is danger. Like that, that's where I think some comics are so funny, but they like can't even respond to an email. Right. Right. <laughs> where like, I'm like, you're missing business hey, opportunity. <laughs> please respond to me. Meanwhile, they have you blocked. They're like, I don't want to hear anything she has to say. I think that's what, but I'm not like driven in that way with like everything in my life. Like mm -hmm. I wasn't like, the smartest kid in school. Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, I am gonna like do, all, I'm gonna like slay my homework. I'm gonna slay like my <laughs> SATs and all that shit. Like I was pretty average. I got like A's and B's and like my SATs were like an 1800 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Back when it was like, wasn't it changed? It was like out of 2400 and then it was out of 1600. Yeah, so this is when I was out of 2400. I didn't showing get like that we're dumb because we're like, we don't even know what it was out of. No, like I was, I, I'm not, yeah, like <laughs> they're like, you got a hundred, and I'm like, yay, period. <laughs> no, like I wasn't that. And so, but when I find something I'm passionate about, then I'm like, Same. okay, I will do all of the work that it takes. I could edit videos for like 10 hours. I love it. 100%. Lo love when I first started and I was edit. we were, I was doing like five videos a day. Mm -hmm. I was just behind the computer all day. I didn't need to eat. I didn't need to do any. I was just like, and you must be really good at consuming frame. too, because you were always like on the like brink of every trend doing it in like your best way. That's yeah. how I've, I didn't know you had like a previous relationship. I just, I discovered oh, yeah. you yeah. literally when you were just doing like funny shit online. I was like, he's funny. Right. I didn't even know about it. Oh yeah, I did. I had like an entire life when I first started the app of like couple content. Yeah. And then that, I guess, I guess since I was doing that for about a year, it's been a year since the breakup. So now I've been solo for just as long as I was a couple content creator. So yes. like, and my solo career has done much better than, um, you wouldn't have done that on Megan Trainer's podcast. That was disrespectful. <laughs> You loved it. You were very into <laughs> Do it. Do it in my mouth. Next right, time. right. Next time. Um, so it there. I think like um, yeah. I've had like a, a few different lives on the app going. But through that's it. what makes people more interesting. Yeah. Well, if you do one, you could do one thing the whole time, and like people are gonna get tired of you no matter yeah. what if you just stick to one you thing. You have to evolve. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's very, if that's what you want to do, like Emily Mariko, she wants to cook mm -hmm. and she's going to keep doing that forever and like go off. And mm -hmm. she continues getting new audience members and like, mm -hmm. and that's truly what she wants to do. She doesn't I want was to just a tweeter. Like I only would tweet and put it on Instagram and they that's would so whatever. And Twitter is like a, the one of the darkest. But I wouldn't media. ever like engage in Twitter. Okay. I would tweet and then screenshot and then it close your eyes. and put it on Instagram. Right. And if something did really well on Twitter, I'd know I could put it on Instagram. But like I wasn't part of the Twitter culture, just Instagram. And people were always like, why don't you just make it a, a tweet page? Like, why do you post photos too? And I'm like, because one day I'm going to wake up and be done tweeting. Right. And I knew that that was, was like, I knew it was just a stepping stone for, but if, I didn't know what. If your tweets were funny, would you then put it and they did well, would you then put it in your comedy set? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how I first started comedy because I had all these tweets my friend was like, 
Just say that. Just out say loud. so I like organize the tweets like which ones are about eating, which ones are about farting, which ones are about cuddling. And then I kind of some work, some were just like premises. But yeah, that's how I started. Oh my god, you're so interested in my life. When you no no no, I am asking. When you do a comedy set, do you have to like is it kind of like memorizing a script? Like are you like I need to go this and then that needs to hook into this and then that need, and then it's you need to know. It's definitely like a song. Yeah. It's like a rhythm where I could like space out and do it. But you really want to be engaged to like if someone says something or like if the energy's weird, you might need to like ramp it up. Yeah. Because it's not just giving a speech. It's a very it's much like a dance. Right. Where their energy really affects my energy. And you have to play off of it. And you have to play off of it. Or I might like do a super dirty joke. They don't like it. I do a little recovery joke about it and then go, mm, we're doing cat content. Right. Switch to cats. Because this is not the audience for that. Because this is not it. Like you would be so surprised how much comedians are obsessed with the audience. We're also obsessed with architecture of the room yeah like if the ceiling's not low enough or if it's not dark enough we'll be like the fucking room the ceiling was too high because it's all about the energy of the laughs like you're like a conductor right it's like da 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 and And so you know because of your jokes when stuff's supposed to hit yeah and if it doesn't you go "Mm, we have to cut the fat on that joke or so but when someone does like these netflix specials that are in like these huge theaters is that just like a huge challenge for them or because it's a netflix special they know it's just gonna kind of flow great question so as someone who like wants to shoot a special eventually if i've just been doing comedy clubs thank you baby i've just been doing comedy clubs for me to do like my first netflix special in a theater and you're not used to a theater it's a whole different vibe yeah like the timing of the laughs are different they come differently it's less intimate so some people make a mistake and like they don't do enough theaters before filming it but also netflix specials when they start it they make the audience give laughs right like they have to so have they do laughs. give a soft laugh give a hard laugh like you do this whole little laugh practice right and then they have to edit in the laughs if you're not get like oh. there are rumors that some comedy specials like bombed but they edited you the laughs know. and like the comedy specials did amazing and it's not because the comedians aren't funny right it's because right. the, the audience in that room the vibe it. sometimes audiences get tight when there's cameras right like, there's so many aspects to think of something funny you say and how you get a different reaction for it Depending on the mood, where you are, the people. Well, because sometimes I can also acknowledge that something was funny, even if I didn't like belly laugh at it. Exactly. You know, I can be like, oh, yeah, she's a really good comic, but I could watch the whole thing and just be like, yeah, that was funny. That was funny. But if I'm in the room, I might laugh because I'm just like, we all need to laugh. Like, that's the energy. Sometimes, though, like a room could be tight because there isn't like an alpha laugher. It's kind of scientific. I'm obsessed with it. You need to have like Like one person who doesn't give a fuck and is like, "Ah!" and then they get people around them to loosen up. Right. And it sometimes takes one crazy laugher to give the room Do they ever place energy. that person? No, but I've thought about it if I ever had to. Yeah. To like get a friend who you knows so good at laughing. Right, right. Because they can change a room. Because imagine if like no one around you is laughing that hard. You're just going to be like, oh, I don't want to be a weirdo. Yeah, I have it's, a friend for, I, I know the, ex- I have a friend, have a friend for, for you. Yeah, who can laugh because he always, <laughs> every time we go to a show or anything like, or a comedy show or anything like that, he will laugh at every joke. And laughs are contagious. Right. Even if he doesn't think, like, I know there are some of these jokes <laughs> that I'm like, you did not find that. Shut the fuck up. But like, he will laugh because he's just like, he, he's game or it's he's like there for the comedy. It's like laugh tracks and sitcoms. Without the laugh track, you'd be like, the show's not funny. Yeah. But if you see other people laughing, you're like, oh, it's a good show. Right. I've I've only ever seen one comic like really bomb and it's tough. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is tough to watch because you have 
em- you have empathy. You're like, I am yeah. so, oh my God, get off the stage. Like, I'm so sorry for you. A lot of the time it's like, maybe you say something weird in the beginning and they all just kind of get off you. And then, and then it's then, right. Then they see all your jokes through a lens that's like, this person's weird. Because they started off on the wrong Cause foot. Because comedy, like you have to be, they have to trust you. Yeah. And you also have to be, when you're first starting out, you probably have to be prepared that it's like, okay, I don't know how this is going to work. Like Mm -hmm. it might not work. Like when you first start, I'm sure, I guess you do your set for like friends and you test it out and you're like, tell me if this is good. Tell me what doesn't work. But the first time you go in front of an audience, even if your friends thought it was fucking great, like you don't know. I do have to say people always are like, isn't it so scared you're going to bomb? Some of the funniest shit is when I say something that's like, because also you have a sense of humor. Right. So like, I know my sense of humor. I'm never going to say something on stage that's like so weird or not me. Yeah. But like, I'll say something and maybe it doesn't really hit. Joking that it didn't hit yeah. makes me so laugh. You're like, thank you, it, one person. Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. so many things that you go, thank you, one person. Yeah. And then they laugh harder than they would have laughed at the original joke. Right, right, right. So that's just, people bomb when they are so scared of bombing. Right, right, right. Where yeah. like, I come in just like, whatever, I'm fucking if tired. you guys hate this, we're gonna. <laughs> and I guess that's the difference with TikTok too, is like, if I bomb, I just, there are less numbers on that post. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not getting direct feed. I'm getting direct feedback through my phone, but I'm not looking at faces of people being like, I didn't (laughs) like that one. I'm just seeing like, Or you just go, oh, the algorithm sucks today. (laughs) Which I'm shadow banned. Everyone's favorite line ever. It's like, it's like, oh my God, it's the app. It's the app. This is really good content and they don't like it. Which like, sure, once it, one out of, a thousand times the app didn't like something happened with the algorithm. There's a bug just on my profile. There's a bug just on my profile. Everyone else's videos did well today. I don't know what's going on, but like I I've just come to terms with the fact that if a video doesn't do well, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to like literally do that video again. I'm going to recreate it. And that's why I have so many series too, because Mm. I'm like, okay, that video did well. I'm going to do the same format, different ingredients. No one could put you in a box. No. Yeah. Like, let me just like keep trying to expand my brand and see what I can do from there. But you you were part of that early TikTok wave where like certain people like were kind of like, you know, you're a star, like you're bigger than TikTok. Like, I think you drew like tanks. Brittany Broski. Brittany Broski. Brittany Broski is the biggest star of us all. She is. But just, but these are like really fucking naturally funny, talented, smart people. Did you ever think that you were going to get into such like a celebrity I mean, no. And situation? I still don't really feel like that. Like, I mean, it's what we were talking about before. And I, I, I also like, I hate when people are like, I'm like, ju- I'm so normal. <laughs> I'm so normal, you guys. But I'm like, I just hearing the like, oh, this celebrity situation. It's yeah. like, I don't know. I, I, I've never, I think also being around Megan, who I really do consider a celebrity, who's also like the most grounded person in the world. It all, and her husband also is like, husband, (laughs) so normal. Like all they want is just to have more kids. But their baby's kind of an asshole. They're, they're, he, he's an A-lister. He's like, I don't, I'm not allowed to talk to him. I can't look him in the eyes. Only blue M&Ms. Yeah. Only blue. (laughs) Oh my, we gave him green ones. Is he homophobic? Right, <laughs> Megan's oh, gone. <laughs> like he, he look at me, F slur immediately. It's crazy. That was his first uh, word. Yeah, that was his first. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, I I never no, but I never really anticipated that any of this was going to happen in the way that it did because you're just kind of like creating videos and hoping that it works, um, and then it continues working. 
And then you're like, okay, great. But it wasn't like I booked a TV show yeah. or I did some, I did a movie or did some huge thing that it was like, okay, it's time. It's changing it. now. Yeah. Like, like now you got I'm your here. big break. I got my big break. It was never that. It's such a different progression. But you know, it's fucking crazy as someone who in the industry, everyone talks about how you're going to get a TV show, how you're going to get a movie. And then you realize pe more people are watching your TikToks than right. they would like a, a TV show that's like not that great that you're on. <laughs> <laughs> I think getting on a show can actually sometimes hinder you if you want a bigger career because you see people who are on The Bachelor or on Too Hot to Handle or things like that and they get a huge moment for the time the season is airing and then very quickly everyone forgets about them and you're just known as that person who from Too Hot to Handle or that person from The Bachelor mm -hmm. and they have a really hard time trying to continue relevancy, like, relevancy like or why keeping do people care right we're right which is like that is it can be a huge stepping stone but if you don't launch yourself off in the right way after being on one of those shows no one's going to pay attention to well, you there's, anymore as someone who's done reality TV yeah there's like certain people on the show that you're like, wow, you have a great personality. You're smart. I could see you do stuff with this. And then there's some people that like TV can make anyone seem interesting. Right. Or like funny. editing. Editing is Literally so easy. Some people like they just do the right kind of cuts and the context. And then someone's like, they can make you into any character you want. Right. And then some of these people, sometimes they get edited badly and they're not really that person. Sometimes they get edited really sweet. They're not that person mm -hmm. edited. Great. And then when they leave the show, they have an identity crisis or like people don't know how to relate to them. Cause I mean, there's not a lot of reality TV people on TikTok for a reason. Cause I think yeah. a lot of them don't want to show their personalities. And a lot of the time I feel like when they do get on it, it's not really, it doesn't really go in the right way. Like, yeah, I think they expect it to be like, and now I'm here, <laughs> yeah. but they don't know how to use the app in the right way. So mm -hmm. it's like, they're trying to do things and none of it is hitting. Yes. Um, which is why I've started like being like, I am willing to help people with this because when I see someone who I know could be a star or I know could do really well on the app and they're just not making the correct content. I'm like, if you just had the slightest bit of guidance, like once you say you're a consulting person, that's consultant. like, that's money, but also like a made up thing. Right. No, it's crazy. Cause these <laughs> things like coming out of my mouth, like I'm a businessman. I'm a consultant. I'm like, I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, no, you are not like, <laughs> shut the fuck up. Who are you? No, you like, are. I, but I do know that that like lives in me and that I have that brain. And like, I just did an interview at like at Bloomberg business this morning. Oh my God. And I was, they were talking about the business side of things and shit was coming out of my mouth. And I was like, who is this person? Like, but you are the most qualified to talk about it. Someone who's like 20 years older, to, like, they, no one has 20 years experience of right, TikTok. Right, no one. And so it does make sense. And like, but I was saying these things that I was like, you know, when I talk about like brands and UGC and conversion of like views into sales, I was like, I don't know where any of this is coming from, but I've done enough scrolling on the app that yeah. I just have Research. taught myself. Like, I also watch a lot of like, those dumb like info YouTube videos mm. about random shit that I feel like has actually oddly taught me a lot. Like I know a lot about um, the flying economy. I know a ton about airlines just because I fly all the time, but I also know about different airports and why they work the way they do because I've watched a lot of YouTube Were videos. Were you freaking on out them. over the Southwest drama? Craziness. And that's because Southwest is on a point to point system and not a hub to spoke system. 
You're blowing <laughs> so, my mind right now. Yeah. And I don't know why I know that information, but Are I've watched a bunch of videos. Do you do Delta points? I, I'm, so actually my top ones right now are United and JetBlue, but I'm diversifying to American and Delta so I can have status across all of them. Um, but Delta, I've actually had a, m the most bad experiences on, which is surprising because a lot of people are very Delta loyal yeah. because Delta does have a really strong point system. Yeah. But I have never really had an issue on United. Do the other ones have TVs? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like I care about. I think that's, no, and same. And I will do research like to. JetBlue, when they first had TVs, we were losing mind our minds. Yeah. I will do research to figure out what kind of plane we're going to fly on before <laughs> I do it. I need to know where my seat is. I need to know, like, literally, is is this going to be a Boeing 787-9 Dreamliner or are we doing a 777-800? Because there is a difference between the two. Like, well, also, ridiculous. did you watch the Boeing documentary? Watch out for one of those planes. Surprisingly, no, I didn't. But I think I'm going to have to. You have to. I will absolutely watch this documentary. You have to. It's on yeah. Netflix. For, for some reason, and like, I know a lot about cars. Like, I've just been, I'm, I'm like really nerdy in these different pockets of things, but I do think it oddly helps me with everything that I'm doing on TikTok. Well, you have to be constantly consuming and you also like have to want to learn things. The second you decide I know shit is when it's right. bad. And that's, that's like, a, that, that has occasionally been a problem when I've worked with people, not, but like when I work with Megan, the reason we work together so well is because I'll give an idea. She'll be like, well, what if we did it this way? I'll be like, that's actually so much better than what I was thinking. You're right. Like your ego needs to strip away. You need to have yes. the ability to pivot and be like, and no other people will have better ideas than you. Yeah. And that's a great thing. But sometimes I've worked with people who I'll like, I'll give an idea and they'll be like, no, it's this. And I know that's a worse idea. And they're like, no, like I, I'm not, I'm not going to really do what you're saying. And I'm like, okay, well, but here's the thing. Like I, I, we, we know I'm the good one at this. Like we know, mm. I know what I'm doing here. I want to help you out. But if you, if you don't want the help at all, if, if you've decided you're done learning and you've decided you're the best at this, then I don't really know how to help you. Well, your you know? business has gone from like you in your apartment with a phone to now having to collaborate and deal with like executives and brands right. and ha learning how to collaborate and get your ideas with and other get people. approvals on things. And oh. if I'm like, if, if, uh, someone wants to work together and they're like, we're just going to need to see all the videos or you're going to send over concepts. And if they say no to a concept, I'm like, I mean, okay. But like you guys are missing out on this. Like I, I have given you the things to really help out. And if you really want to hire me or trust me with work or something like that, you should be saying yes to what you like. That's, and that's, I think the business model I want to run on with when, when um, working with Megan and her team and whoever else they want me to work with is like, I think the thing I need to go forth with um, from the beginning is like, I just need you to trust me um, because that's the basis of how we're going to make this successful. Because yes. if, if you are going in with an idea of being like, this is actually the way I need to do it, then why are you hiring me? Because For if sure. you know what you're doing, then go do it. And you know your audience better than anyone. Yeah. And the audience of TikTok in general and what's going to work for me is not going to work. It's not essentially going to work for you. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to do completely different things for you because your audience is going to respond to it in a fully different way. So how do you deal with your day to day right now? Is it just chaos? It's pretty chaos. Like uh, the, the day before I flew to New York, I was I filmed the new music video with Megan oh and then I drove right from there to the airport to get on a red eye to come here and then do a brand campaign. I like 
took an You're jet setting. It was crazy. It's craziness. But then I have to like on Thursday, I have no plans. You know what I mean? Like, so how's your sanity? Like, how's your anxiety? How's your depression? Has it changed since success? It definitely goes in and out. I think the depression hits honestly on the days that I have the most free time True. because I'm like, sitting and I'm like, I'm stuck alone. with your thoughts. I'm sad. Like it's also oddly hits <laughs> right sad. before I take a flight. Like Ooh. every time I like get, I'm like waiting by the gate or I get on a plane. I'm like, I'm so lonely. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing? And like, what I'm is the purpose running, of any of this life? Just moving. Cause non-stop. I also have the fear that I'm like, cause I am flying around all the time. I'm like, will anyone actually be able to like do this with me or mm-hmm. if they can't are they going to be okay with me doing this all the time and that's been that's been my big fear you with should dating. probably worry about your looks first before like the logistics of someone flying with well, you you would know about that too because yeah. as as someone who's never really figured it out mm-hmm. i feel like you know you my were still able blind, to get married so. yeah that did help <laughs> right right yeah, yeah yeah um we're gonna play a final game you're doing amazing this has been so good how have we talked we for a full hour? Flew. I could go for like three more hours and we'd probably still like cover just half of what we were talking literally about. Literally didn't touch on anything we were supposed yeah. to. <laughs> oh, so I'm coming out with a coffee brand yes! and that's really exciting. <laughs> and it's, it's called flight fuel. And it's like, um, it, I, I named it that because I'm connecting it with like my flying for coffee vibe. How long has this been in the works? Uh, I think almost over a year at this point. Um, so I bit because the design phase takes a whole lot of time. And then I had to try about like 20 to 30 different coffee blends, which obviously and this takes is a lot your of name on this brand. It's not like you're like, I recommend this. Like this is yeah, your no, I'm, shit. I'm creating it. I'm, I'm working <gasps> you, with a brand in the UK that's like helping literally go from the ground up. So what's your favorite part about this coffee? I think because, um, because it really came from me, the design phase of it was probably the most fun. Obviously tasting it was amazing. But when I was able to like, I kind of went with this um, like 70s Pan Am vibe. Like retro, that's like nostalgic, but also modern for what it is. Um, And then also being able to, my friend is a barista in LA. So she came over and helped me try all of them. And so the testing phase and like I wrote notes about literally each one that I tried. And so narrowing it down to I'm doing three uh, blends of beans and then two cold brew concentrates. And just the concentrates are so good. I'm such a cold brew person, but also like it started making me love like just like regular coffee as well. And like trying it out in those ways too. My so husband's I think, obsessed with coffee. Like I, I'll send you, I'll send you a little PR package. Oh my God. Thank you. It's just one coffee. Right, You're right. like, <laughs> well, you, I know you can't afford it otherwise. So <laughs> the, that express money ran out pretty quick. huh? <laughs> so let's play a game. Anyway, buy the coffee brand. It's going to be really great. I'm so excited. Everyone has to check it out. More to come on all of my social media accounts. I can't wait. I'm so yeah, excited for really you. Fun. An entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. Okay, speed around. Seven deadly sins. Seven deadly sins. What are you greedy about? Okay, hold on. What am I greedy about? Yeah. Don't give me attitude. Just answer the question. I love a nice thing. Like I, I, I will buy myself, I'll buy myself a nice item. I actually, my new year's resolution was like, stop buying clothes because I will treat myself over and over again. Wait, I'm so bad at that. Like I only have fake designer bags. No. Yeah. So I will, is that fake? Yeah. Love. (laughs) No, no, no. Like I'll be like, I deserve it. And then I'll walk into just like a 
this is crazy. Like, I can't believe this is another thing because I grew up being like so materialistic and my dad was always like, that is like <laughs> horrifying. Like you were disgusting. I will never buy you any of that. And so now that I've like made my own money, I'm yeah. just like, I'm going to go into Dior and I'm going to get myself something. I so deserve it. I have this crazy money anxiety where I think I'm a professional basketball player that like if I buy one Prada bag that I'm going to just like lose all my money. Right. Like I'm just going to go off the deep end. See, but I one one per, one person told me one time that if you are stingy with your money, then it won't flow in the same way. When my friends said that too, LA girls talked about money manifestation. And that's if you what, hold it too tight, right. it'll try to get away. And so that's what made me start just being like, I just kind of spend freely. I, I also save pretty well. I'm a pretty good saver. Yeah, like but you're not, I'm not reckless. Bad, I'm not bad at treating myself like I treat myself. I need to do that more because I also think it gives you a confidence and a je ne sais quoi. I also, I'm a, a gift giving is my love language. Aww. I will, I get things for my friends nonstop. Wait, that's so like, cute. Like I, I will, I will actually spend more money on my friends than myself any day because I'm like, wait, like, what do you want? Like, like, like my, yeah. um, one of my friends is really into clothes. And so for her Christmas present, brought her to Rodeo Drive and <gasps> was like, pick what you want. And then I'm we just like shopped you're literally the cutest sugar daddy I, I'm a, I am a little sugar daddy and I love it yeah. I love it it is so fun I I'm that way too where I like to think of something like that they no one else would have thought of for them right that they think is cute or, funny. or, or like but when it when it comes to another friend who is who is like you know like Megan uh -huh. raking in the money so for her because gift giving is still my love language I have to be creative I made her a book of every TikTok we've ever made together with a description of the TikTok, how many views and likes it had. And so it's our TikTok of You're 2022. So she has cute. like a full book. So yeah. freaking so cute. So cute. So fun. Who are you envious of? I know there's an answer because like I'm envious of people and it's not you. So that's super defensive of you to say that. because everyone in the room knows it's me. No, no. You could tell who yourself that. I, who am I envious of? You know, I did have the thought, I'm not like, this isn't an, an aggress, aggressive envy, <laughs> but I did have the thought where I was like, damn, like Alex Earl is popping off. Like, I wish that was, I wish I could post what she posts and have the same thing happen to me. It is crazy because I feel like she's on everyone's algorithm. Yeah. But I feel like people are obsessed with her, obviously, but they're more obsessed with the fact that they're obsessed that, with they're, her. They're, I think everyone's just more like... What like we haven't had someone blow up like that in a while yeah. since like you know back Me. in the day yeah mm -hmm. right yeah. we're right how many followers do you have? <laughs> so, uh, she but she's just kind of like uh, I think she's it's the anomaly of her yes. and so I wasn't it, it wasn't this like wow but I was like God I wish I wish I could I but wish you know I had done get ready with, with me obviously like I trip if I saw her in the street but what I'm proud of her for is. I, I've, you ever like get a bunch of followers and then get in your head for a second and go, uh oh, I hope I don't post something that people don't like and then they unfollow me. Yeah. Like she has continued to put out content and just honestly get better with the content. Right. I mean, and she posts, does, I think she, she posts she, like every day yeah, or something like that. But also, that is the key for TikTok. Like I know I grew from posting three times a day. Early on, that's what you have to do. You have I'm to do. I'm just that. now entering my era of posting when I want instead of. Oh, I saw that your yeah. new era of like being mysterious. Right. I'm just not. I, well, it's and it's not like pressure. I'm just not putting pressure on myself to consistently post because for. Like the first year I posted every day, multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Second year, it was every day during the week. And now I think I'm just like, now I'm just going to post when I have a really good video. Yeah. 
That's it. I mean, you'll burn out. Also, you'd be surprised. Sometimes things go better when you like. It's already going better. And I've burned out. Like I've I've gone through <laughs> burnout like, plenty of times. Like I took a week off and like went skiing, and people were going nuts over my ski content on Instagram. And like, oh, I, yeah, it right. was just right. It was so random though, because I wasn't trying. I just happened to be on vacation and like yeah. making fun of myself. Where'd you go? You went to Aspen. No, we went to Park City. Poor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I did I know, not. It's crazy. Aspen. Something happened with Aspen. We we're supposed to be right, there. Supposed to be. I've, I've never been to Aspen, but I do. I like now I aspire because it's like, oh, that's where, that's all, where of all the, the, the rich go. people go. But I, I guess. also, as a New Yorker, I love being away from people. So when things are like yeah. too popular, I'm, you're like, I kind of want. Also, my husband's like obsessed with like actually skiing. Oh, it's pretty toxic. Did you, were you snowboarding? No. Someone missed my content. Okay. Um, When was the last time you experienced extreme wrath or anger? Honestly, the last time I was in a relationship. That's a long time. It's it's been a long time. I, and you know, I was, I was never really an angry person before that. And (laughs) And I haven't been after that. (laughs) Like I, I, uh, yeah, like I, you know, I get annoyed. I've experienced annoyance, but I haven't had anger since my last relationship. And I, there were times I was angry. Yeah. Yeah, and people are mirrors and will bring out relationships sides of are you. tough. Tough. They're really tough and uh, yeah, there there were definitely times like I we I got mad for sure. I respect that. Um when was the last time you were a sloth or a lazy piece of shit? Like like last slept week? all day. Do you well, wake up no, early? No, no, no. I've ne- I don't sleep. Yeah, I wake up between like 7 or 8 depending on no matter what coast I'm on. I'm jealous. Like if I come over here I'll just set an alarm for 7 or 8 cuz I'm like I I just hate, I hate sleeping when you go in to that bed late. At night? Like 11 or 12. Wow. Yeah. I have to fix my sleep. That's there was really a phase good. early on in content creation after <laughs> I graduated from college that I would like go to sleep at 12 and wake up at 10:30. Like I was getting my sleep. Yes. I was like it was it, I was just living perpetual <laughs> summer break. And then I was just kind of like okay, I don't actually love that. I would love to do more with my day. I actually, the hard thing though is because I'm performing at night, you get home all jacked up. Oh yeah. You're like, and then I'm on TikTok and then it's like 3am. Yeah. I am my most awake at night for sure. I don't have too many days when I'm fully lazy. Um, I like, if I have nothing planned that day, I'll still try to like go to the gym because I will hate myself if I feel like I've sat at home all day. Besides Megan, who's your, who do you think was like the coolest celebrity that you met? Like nice and funny. Meeting Austin Butler like at the Elvis premiere is kind of insane. Cause like that is, he was like the literally, moment. he was the moment and he like put his arm around me and like looked at, it felt like, it felt like we were flirting, which I think he does with everyone. But like, yeah, he, that was it's a like, crazy is he one. A ho- is he flirting or is he just really good looking it, and looked I at think you? he's just really good looking <laughs> and he literally just like looked at me. How, what, what's your opinion on his voice? Like, and I ch- don't give a fuck. I don't even look, Keep I don't hear him when he speaks. Like speak whatever you want to say. <laughs> I do not care. I think it's great. It's great. What was the last time you lusted over someone? So like, who's your celebrity crush besides Austin Butler? Celebrity crush that's gay, Jonathan Bailey of mm-hmm. Bridgerton, mm-hmm. for sure. Or Ben Aldridge, mm. who was in um, Fleabag. Oh, yeah. I haven't watched it till, se- I've only watched part of season one, but I actually, I DM'd him and I said, give me a chance. He never responded or saw anything. He probably saw it, but was like, fuck no. Um, so th- those two. Um, <laughs> because that's the guy that throws coffee at everyone. Right. He was, he, he saw it and like got sick to his stomach. He was. No, but also like, I don't, 
I don't want you to be for like a little like like M. Rod P. Davidson PR thing, like right. going to date with him, but like you need someone grounded. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're like insanity. Yeah. Like I, I yeah, yeah. You guys yeah, yeah. would get a divorce, I feel like. Hundred percent. I don't think I want to date someone who's too um who's too much of an entertainer. I think someone yeah. who's who maybe understands the business is pretty good. Yeah. But if you're removed enough, I feel like, like I, I but I've gone. Like on, my guy's an entertainer and I love entertainers, but he's tired. Like he's 47. Right. So if I met him in his thirties, like we would have missed each other. And I feel like, have you said somewhere before that you're like, you, you know, even though you got married to a comic, you're like, d- people should comics shouldn't don't, date don't, though. Don't, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. No. Yeah. I think it's the same like TikToker shouldn't date or like. <laughs> Actors shouldn't date. Like it's, you know, if you're literally doing the same thing, it's just going to get too murky. Yes. It gets weird unless you really find, like, for example, we're not competitive because he's like lived my life already. Right. Sometimes he'll give me advice that's good. Sometimes I'm like, I need to experience it for myself. Right. Right. So he gets me, but we're not butting heads on anything. No. Final question. Focus. Focus on me. What advice would you give to the little devils? on how to cope with their hell when it's dark and you're in it. Is this a question you ask everyone? Is this a burning in hell question? Yeah, this is the fucking podcast you went on? Right. <laughs> also, right. is that your answer? No. Is no, that, no, no. Is that how Wait, you so how do I, I to hell, <laughs> tell the little devils how to cope with their... How do you cope with your hell when you're in hell? Right. I think it's just like, honestly... It's so it's it's annoyingly simple when I was in like a pretty abusive relationship sophomore year of high school, like this guy would like tell me to kill myself and all these things when I was really depressed. One of my friends was like, you just we he he would like request me to talk to him in his room, which was upstairs, like oh, right above a, my room. Like a board this academy. Boarding school. Boarding school. <gasps> I, I ended up memorizing the sound of his footsteps so I would know when to like pretend I was asleep or like close the door. Were you dating? Yeah, we were dating, but he <gasps> wanted to keep it a secret. And he was like, he was oh. like the only way I could feel like comfortable with him was if I was on his good side. So I, he would just like terrify me. But anyway, there was a time when we were in a fight and he was like, you come to my room at two o'clock. And I was talking to my friend about it. The one friend who knew we were together. And she was like, the one thing I remind myself every time one of these things is happening is like that Bible verse, like this too shall pass. Mm. And I would just repeat that. Like, and it's the good news, nothing lasts forever. And the bad news, nothing lasts forever. So that oddly stuck with me every time I've been in a huge anxiety moment in my life. When I went to rehab, when I had the intervention, I was like, no matter what I'm doing, this it's going to be over at some point. Mm-hmm. I will always be on the other side. This relationship, this conversation, this um, rehab, this horrible thing that I'm this going podcast. through. This fucking podcast. <laughs> It will pass like you're you're like it's and that's why it also is the good news and the bad news It's like you can be having a really great moment and that moment is going to end at some point and hopefully you can create another one in the future. But if you're if you're going through something that's really horrible, it never will last forever. Like no matter what it is, as horrible as it feels, there's always another side to it. And I always try to remind people when they're like, how do I get through this thing? I'm like, have you been through anything hard in your life before? And they're like, yeah, well this happened. And I'm like, well, you got through that. Like what, and then what did you do? Was it horrible ever since then? And usually the answer is like, no, because I was able to get through this, but now this is happening. And I'm like, well, months from now, you're going to look back at this and be like, wow, that ended like thank god it's done so 
It's like an annoyingly simple answer, but that's what it is. No, you're so right. And I also feel like when, if you haven't gone through anything, you're so scared of all the horrible things that could happen and you don't yeah. know if you could survive it. But once all this bad shit happens to you, you literally are like, universe, what are you going to give me? Because I'm not right. scared. Because I'm here. Yeah, I made a video about my rehab experience because it was very unique. And it was like one of those places where it was like, they weren't nice to you. They were like, where you are horrible. You, you need to tell us all of your secrets. You have to do an entire timeline of your life. And if you were talking about one of the horrible things you did and you weren't like crying, they were like, so you don't care about any of these people. And they were like, it, it was very much like we are going to break you down. Like one of the girls her mom was visiting uh, over the weekend and she like asked to see her mom's phone and texted a friend was like, I'm trying to leave here in a month. The next day we walked into group, the texts were printed out and placed all over the room. And the therapist was like, Hey, do you want to tell uh, the group what they're looking at right now? And then she broke down and had to explain everything. And sometimes we would walk into group and the therapist would be like, so someone broke a rule and we're going to sit here until that person admits to what they did. And group was an hour and a half long. If no one admitted to it, we would sit there until someone did. And that was a tactic because occasionally someone who wasn't even <laughs> caught would start spilling and she would be like, well, that wasn't what I was talking about, but <laughs> now here are your consequences and shit like that. So, um, the, but the whole reason that they did that was like, you are going to live at the highest level of anxiety that you've ever lived at for about six to nine months. And then you're going to get out of here and you're going to realize you survived it. And so anything that's thrown at you in life, you're going to know that you already went through the hardest portion of your life when you're here right now. Did your parents know their tactics? Like it was that it was that extreme because that could work with some people, but I would argue that it could be like super traumatizing. To an ex it was, and it was traumatizing <laughs> while also it working Yeah, to an extent. There's no perfect way to help an addict, but yeah. the parents weren't off limits. When you came down for parents weekend, if you as the parent were doing something wrong, the therapists were coming for you too. And a lot of parents <laughs> were, would storm out because they would be like, I'm not paying for you to come for me. And they would be like, but you are also the reason that your child is this way. I mean, and they didn't want to hear that. The popcorn you could eat during a day at the place been amazing. You don't understand. Like at the end of the day, it was traumatizing, but I also lived for the drama. Like, yeah. oh my, you would hear a therapist screaming at their patients down yeah. the hall and, and everyone would get quiet. you feel less alone because like you're not, you're with all these people going through the same shit. Like, yeah, yeah, this sucks, but that person's also going through that. But I'm proud of you for surviving that. Yeah. I mean, you would be like, oh yeah, I got locked out of my apartment for the day because it wasn't clean. And then the other people would be like, oh, same. By the way, by clean... It was always clean. I mean, like there was a speck of dust on the baseboard and they were like, you don't respect your space. We're locking you out of it. And then, and it's also like your food was in your apartment. So they were like, you can ask around and see if anyone will be willing to like, let you eat. And of course, cause we're all in this together. You go up to your friends and they're like, I got locked out and they're like, yeah, come on in. Like whatever you want, Trouble you know, bond. but like, yeah, it's that it's crazy. And then like you see a little beer after getting out and you're like, I don't want to go through it again. And that is it. Like, <laughs> I think one of my main motivations, at least for the first few years out, is just like, I, I don't want to go through that again. Get me away from that place. Never. And then you start living a life that's so much better than the one you did before. And you're like, oh, now I just want to stay sober because I love my life the way it is. Yes. Um, like back to what you said before about your husband, like I would not none of this would work out the way that it did. Mm -hmm. If I had like a job and like money coming in while I was an active addict, <gasps> I'd be dead. 
Ugh. And I, I say that like truthfully, I would actually not be alive because I would be able to get enough stuff that would eventually kill me. Like that was kind of the one thing that was really holding me back was like, I had an overdrawn bank account most of the time mm -hmm. and couldn't afford to buy drugs. Wow. So to end on that note, uh, <laughs> so that's how, um, no, you know, my life literally went. so iconic. I'm obsessed Stop. And, and I think you're you. iconic too. I, I mean, think I came I can admit in that. honestly hating you. Yeah. And I mildly like you now, which is, right. I mean, who would have thunk? Right. I mean, you came in with this stench and I'm pretty mm, like used to it at this point. No, no, no. It was disgusting. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm glad we had this conversation, I guess. Can you tell everyone where to follow you, what your name of the coffee company is that I'm so excited to try? So. And all the tea. I should have been like looking more this way this whole time. Huh? No, it's fine. Should we redo okay. it? Okay, no, no, no. Yeah, can we, do can you want to start from the top? Yeah, yeah let's yeah. start from the top. Um, no, Scratch so. <laughs> so I'm Chris Olson. Um, you can, f my TikTok is at Chris. My Instagram is at Chris Olson. YouTube is Chris Olson. And um, my coffee company, you should follow all of those things to find out more about it. He is the successful Olsen sister. I am, I, and that's true. And I will actually <laughs> really accept that. It's like out of all the famous Olsons in the world, I am the least successful. But I do feel like we should all hang out sometime. So I know they all listen to this podcast. Yeah, um, they're so obsessed. Hang out. Hang out. Um, and that's where you can find me and be on the lookout. Oh, I'm also on a, I, I was on a billboard that Hannah wasn't on um, <laughs> that you could have found in Times Square. I was Square. on it for like two milliseconds. I mean, to be fair, my part was really short as well. Like we all did not get very long. Mine was short, short. Yeah. Right. You're like, could you get a photo of it? Like no? you couldn't get a photo. You had to do like a video and then stop it. <laughs> wow. But, um, it was a creative decision. Yeah. My creative director. hundred percent. He regrets. Um, thank you guys for listening thank and you. we'll talk to you later. Bye. Kisses. <laughs> <laughs>